Hi everyone, this is Jen. Welcome to another episode of Exmo Together. All right, so in this video, I wanna talk to you about ex-Mormon groups. In the beginning of a lot of ex-Mormon groups, there is sort of like a wave of people who are very well-intentioned. They start out with the idea of intellectual honesty in mind. And usually from what I've seen, the situation quickly devolves into a finger-pointing, peer-pressury atmosphere of exclusionary, dogmatic jerkishness. <laughs> I don't know another way to say it, you guys. Okay, if I were to go right now onto almost any ex-Mormon group, post-Mormon group, whatever, and I'm not calling out postmormon.com or org or whatever it is by name. I'm just saying like any ex-Mormony group. And I were to say, listen, I think the Bible might have something to it in a certain way. There might be a little spin on it, you know. I think I can kind of understand it. Or hey, you know, I believe in God for whatever that term might mean to certain people, right? Or even go on there and say something like this. I'm okay if people want to be Christian after they leave Mormonism. I'm okay if they want to be converts to Islam or Judaism. That's okay with me. See what happens. All right, now, unless your experience is wildly different than mine, what you're going to get is a bunch of comments about how intellectually dishonest it is to believe in any sort of religion. How can you not? You, you took it this far with Mormonism. Take it a little farther. Okay, now, same ex-Mormon groups. Go on there and say, I don't think it's wise to have sex before you're committed to someone in a relationship. You might as well escort yourself out. There tends to be this attitude of being so afraid to be judged that they become judgmental themselves. All right, now, this is where we have to make a distinction. Because to discern that something isn't right for you, and it may not be right for others either, doesn't necessarily mean that you're being a judgmental individual. I understand that no one wants to be preached at. And nobody wants anyone, no ex-Mormon really wants anyone telling them what to do anymore. Once they're past that phase of looking around for who's going to tell me what to do now, right? Then they don't want anyone to tell them what to do anymore. Noticing that it would be a bad idea for everyone to jump off a cliff does not mean I'm judging you. If you want to jump off the cliff, jump off the cliff, okay? This is a sensitive subject. So I'm going to kind of drop that. And this is what I'm going to say about ex-Mormon groups. In general, most of the people on ex-Mormon groups are decent individuals. They seem to be. A lot of them seem to be driven by intellectual honesty. But there is a subculture in these groups. And these people are stuck in their anger. They have been for years, sometimes for decades. I'm not joking. I know some of these people personally in my own life. 
all right? These aren't just internet faces to me, I know. I know these people, they have been stuck in their anger for decades. They hate the church, they hate everyone related to the church, and they hate everything to do with religion, spirituality, things like that. There is a subculture there, all right? So when you're navigating these ex-Mormon groups, this is what I want you to remember. The loudest ones are sometimes the ones who have the most fear. Okay. Well, if I admit that it's okay that you only drink once every year or so, once every six months, whatever, then that might be you judging me for my drinking habits, which are completely out of control at this point, and I'm actually an alcoholic. I, I can't make a judgment on that, but what I will say is, misery loves company, and everyone likes to hear good news about their bad habits. Okay, so when you're navigating these groups, just remember, sometimes the loudest ones, the ones who are doing the most peer pressuring or even bullying, and I'm not joking, go on there and read some of those comments. Some of them are straight up bullying. But we get that a lot on the internet, especially on Reddit and places like that. By the way, I'm not calling out Exmo Reddit, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we get a lot of that on the internet, the bullying attitude. This is what we want to avoid. We just left a group, some of us years ago. I'm what, 12 years out now, something like that, the first time I left, okay. When I first started investigating, we left a group that was extremely dogmatic. They told us everything we should and should not do. If we did not align, with their desires and their idea of what was right, we were excluded or persecuted in some ways. Not as, I don't like that word, persecuted. We sometimes, some people really were though. We were made to feel less than. We were told we were wrong. Okay, I don't wanna see this happen to ex-Mormons in our own group. It should be a safe space, okay? Being an ex-Mormon does not mean becoming a clone. It does not mean conforming to some sort of dogma. Believe it or not, it does not mean, okay, unpopular opinion alert. I'm not saying this is my opinion, so don't take me the wrong way here. But it does not mean being completely comfortable or open or accepting of any movement, whether it be feminism, whether it be atheism, whether it be transgenderism, whether it be anything. It does not mean that. Okay, now, I have my own opinion on these issues. I'm not gonna bring it up right here. If you watch my other videos, you'll quickly find out my opinion. Being an ex-Mormon does not mean getting rid of spirituality. It doesn't even have to mean getting rid of religion. Believe it or not, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're intellectually dishonest if you still go to church, if you believe the Bible. Sandra Tanner is a Bible-believing Christian. All right, so anyone who says you can't be an ex-Mormon and still be a Christian or a Muslim or a Hindu or a Sikh or a Jew is full of it. They have an agenda they're pushing 
and you don't have to listen to them. Okay, now, I gave up the ex-Mormon groups. I go on there to lurk sometimes just to like look around and see what's going on. My participation in those groups was often met with hostility just for simple questions like, um, so how do we know that God couldn't be this or how do we know that? A lot of times people would verbally, not really verbally, but in, in writing attack the things I said and I wasn't rude. I was just asking a question, right? So it became less of a place of intellectual honesty and more a place of conform or be excluded. Once again, that's not what being an ex-Mormon is about, you guys. It's about freedom of thought. Okay, when I get in debates with Mormons or with atheists or with anyone, Every, I don't really fit anywhere in any category because no one can really argue with my view of God. Even atheists, no one bothers anymore. They're just like, well, you're kind of hopeless. I'm like, well, can you prove me wrong? No. <sighs> All right. I'm not using any logical fallacies, am I? No. Well, then can you admit that I might be right? No. Okay. Fine. That's fine. You don't have to agree with me for me to feel secure in my own opinion, right? So when you're navigating these ex-Mormon groups as a newly minted ex-Mormon or a closeted ex-Mormon who is just brand new to this whole thing, just remember there is a distinct subculture in these groups of people who have an agenda and they are pushing it, right? That doesn't have to be you. You don't have to agree with what's said there to fit in as an ex-Mormon. Being an ex-Mormon means becoming an individual, or not becoming, realizing that you are an individual. You have your own thoughts, your own opinions, your own belief system, and that's okay. Now, on the other hand, some of these ex-Mormon groups and some of the people in these ex-Mormon groups can be extremely supportive, right? A lot of times we'll see these extremely supportive people kind of fade out of the groups over a period of time because they can't stand the hostility anymore. And we'll see a lot of these posts. Go, go and look. I've really kind of outgrown this group. I think I'm ready to move on. I think, you know, maybe in their process, they don't feel the need to have that support group anymore. But what I think it really is, because who really moves on from intellectual honesty and exploration and truth? Nobody right? Don't we always want to continue learning? So what I really think it is, is they're tired of rehashing the same old crap all the time. Okay. In the same angry way. And it's not just the new people. Yes, the new people are angry, but a lot of the new people, kind of like Albert Bandura and his clown, they model. They model what the existing members are doing because they are so fresh out from the cult that they are looking for an authority figure, a group, a mentor, right? Somewhere to belong, someone to show them the way. So they model this angry behavior and some of them never get out of it either, all right? We can make changes in this world and even within the church and even with within our family units and with our family members, friends,
parents, whatever, we can make changes there without being jerks. I cannot fathom looking at Sandra Tanner and saying to her some of the things that people have said online to those who profess a belief in any sort of religion. <laughs> like, how nasty are you? Stop, you disrespectful person, right? What are you choosing to become now? Just because Mormonism isn't necessarily quote unquote true, doesn't mean you now have a license to be an arse. But th this is all over society now. We're seeing people, it's like the breakdown of respect. I can't stand it, okay? We can still have a respectful discourse even if we disagree. We can, all right? This doesn't have to be like Ken Ham versus Bill Nye, which I think that was actually a pretty respectful debate. I think, I think Bill Nye won. I don't think Ken Ham came very prepared. <laughs> Kent Hovind would have wiped the floor with Bill Nye, but Bill Nye won't take on Kent Hovind, right? I just think Kent Hovind is highly entertaining. <laughs> he would have wiped the floor with Bill Nye. Bill Nye wouldn't have even got a word in edgewise. <laughs> Seriously, if you want to learn how to win a debate, watch Kent Hovind. <laughs> You'll win, for sure. Anyway, guys, that's it for ex-Mormon groups. Engage in them if you want. They can be extremely supportive. You can learn more about the issues there than you probably would anywhere else. And the anger that people feel is completely acceptable, completely normal, completely good in most cases. As I've said before, or I'll say in one of the videos, because I, I recorded these all out of order. So anyway, the, f the anger is the flame, the fire that will burn through the chains that have held us, right? And that's good. We want that. But what we don't want is to become crispy fried chicken when we're done using the fire to escape, right? Some point we have to let go of the anger and move toward wholeness, happiness, contribution that will actually make a difference. Because I'm telling you what, if you come at a TBM, a true believing Mormon or a true believing member of the church with this, well, Rusty Nelson, and this and that, blah, 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 blah. they shut down. They shut down. And I'm not saying we need to love, it, love bomb everyone. We're going to love bomb them to bring them to our side. That's the same crap. What I'm saying is just love people, right? Love people. It's so simple, you guys. I can never understand why this is so hard to set yourself aside. And I mean, it is hard. It is hard, but what I'm saying is why it's so impossible for some people. Set yourself aside. Look at someone else as a person, okay? What do you hope to accomplish by that? What do you want, to get them on your anger bandwagon, right? Now we're all angry. Great, now we're all angry. What's the point of that? Well, then they're going to bring other people out with their anger. Everyone's going to get angry. We're all going to get angry. We're going to tear down the church. Let me tell you something. It's not going to happen that way. The death knell of the church is how many people in the younger generation are no longer attending. When they leave their parents' homes, they don't go anymore. That's the death knell, all right? And as the aging population dies off, it'll be over with, and it'll eventually be a very small organization, much smaller than it is now, and it will fade away. Not completely ever, though. That's the thing. Everyone wants to bring it down. You're not going to bring it down because there are people... Th th this is a cult, you guys. People, when they're brainwashed, they're not thinking. 
they don't have the capacity to understand. No matter how much you could lay out the facts in front of them, you could Joseph Smith himself could incarnate again or or just like resurrect or whatever, show up right here and be like, "I lied," and they wouldn't believe it. Yeah, well, the devil can appear as an angel. Therefore, you are not Joseph Smith. But I just shook your hand. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People who don't want to see the truth will not see the truth. And all the anger in the world isn't going to help that. So you have a choice. You can either love people as they are, or you can judge them for their beliefs, perpetuating the exact thing you say you want to destroy. So you either become something better, or you become that which you hated. And that's all I have to say about that. So yeah, get involved in the groups if you want. Be a supportive member. I'd love to see a positive turn in these groups. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see, right? We'll see. Maybe less of the memes that are really cutting and rude toward members. Maybe less of that. Maybe less of mocking people, making fun of people for their beliefs, because we didn't like that so much, and we still don't, do we? Thanks guys. See you in the next video.